श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय श्री गोनतनंद की जय श्री गुरु प्रणेम की जय जय श्री सनातन गोस्वामी त्रिभावामोत्वतीति की जय गुरु भक्तवृंद की जय गौर प्रेमनंदे गुड इवनिंग वेलकम गैदर ऑन द स्पेशियस इवनिंग ऑफ द गुरु पूर्णिम व्हिच corresponds in our Gaudiya calendar with the Thirubhava, the disappearance of Sanatana Goswami. So we'll speak a little bit about both of these auspicious uh, remembrances. Tonight, of course, is that uh, moon. It's said to be a bigger moon than usual, owing to, I guess, the moon this time being closer to the to the earth so we should take a look at it this evening as it uh, as it rises and that's what time that is but that's uh, beautiful that it would the larger if you will moon would correspond uh, today with today the the guru purnim purnim means the full moon so um the fullness of the moon has a very soothing effect soothing and cooling effect and helps us to find our way um in the darkness of the night it's different than the sun which cannot be looked at directly hmm? um the moon can be as i say it's soothing its effect it's it illuminates the night enough to see and keeps some things dark as well hmm? so such actually is the nature of the phenomenon of the guru tattva in gaudiya vaishnavism hmm? keeps things just nourishing sweet the moon corresponds with the with the taste the flavors the, the moving of the tides and so forth has some control over the over the waters the fluids it's thought to give taste to the vegetables and fruits and so forth so our gurus like sanatana goswami full of taste and sharing the taste and illuminating the night but keeping something secret as well secret but to be found out tesham satata yuktanam bhajatam pritipovakam dadami mudiyogam tam <clears throat> as the Gita says so it's a uh, um interesting that it 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 crossed the whole really of the religious uh subcontinent of india which is very varied in religious conception um for the most part this guru purnima is celebrated celebrated by the buddhists also Buddhism is comes out of Hinduism of course um and it's this particular full moon guru purnima is said to correspond with the buddha's first discourse after having attained enlightenment <laughs> there's something apparently that can be attained um so that's a cause for celebration there it began to um uh 
enlightened through discourse his his students, and uh, it said also correspond with uh, Shiva's enlightening the Saptarishis, the seven Rishis, beginning the discourse on that. So for Shaivism and yoga, Siddhanta, where Shiva has, sometimes has the prominence, so this Guru Purnim also. And within uh, the Vedic school, the, the Vedanta, of which there are many, well, a number of uh, strands of Vedanta, versions of Vedanta, uh, nuances of Vedanta, nuances that is of, of understanding, of the implications of the Upanishads. Um, it's said to correspond with the with the birth of Vyas, legendary author of all the sacred texts, and as well with the day on which he began his discourse on the Brahma Sutras, on the Vedanta Sutra, from which all... Uh, the discourse, I should say, entitled the Brahma Sutra. Hmm? Uh, his sutras explaining the Upanishads, their concordance, and so forth, from which all schools of Vedanta then make a name for themselves uh, by way of commenting upon. Hmm? So, um, in this way, as they say, the whole of religious subcontinent of India is, is celebrating this sacred moon, commemorance of the principle of of guru and and that with regard to insightful teachings imparted, which is the main business of the uh, the teacher, the guru. In India, it's also a day to celebrate the uh, and honor one's academic teachers in school. Of course, India is just everyone's a guru who teaches on any level: the older brother, the father, the music teacher, so on and so forth. So it's a big day. And um, it, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we see here that it corresponds with the disappearance of Sanatana Goswami. And we want to speak a little bit about that, but it also corresponds with the meeting of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu and the revealing of Nityananda Prabhu to, to the other associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, it seems to happen, to happen have happened, have occurred on the day before the Guru Purnim. Hmm? And we find Chaitanya Bhagavat Mahaprabhu the next day asking Nityananda Prabhu to observe and honor and perform, be the, the main person to perform the worship of, of Vyas, which, of course, in the context of doing, he turned and offered the garland to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. Hmm? Um, so, this... Uh, yeah, brings importance to the um, to the to the Guru Purnim for Gaudias. Nityananda Prabhu is, is in one sense the Akanda Guru Tattva, the, the very um, Samasti Guru, the, the collective of, of of Guru Tattva, from which many uh, Vyasti, uh, Vyasti local manifestations um, make their appearance. Really, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu are both really in the, in the position of Guru Tattva for, for Gaudiya. In other words, in, as much as the Leela of Krishna 
that is that is Gaur Lila is also sometimes termed the Acharya Lila of Krishna, where Krishna takes the position of the Acharya as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when Balaram accompanies him as Nityananda Prabhu. So um, the two of them together, one pointing to the other on Guru Purnim. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu pointing to Nityananda Prabhu, giving him the, the position, the higher position, to make the offering to Vyas, highlighting him in front of all the devotees, whose position was not always easy to understand, being unorthodox as he was. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went out of his way on more than one occasion to point to the importance, the spiritual importance, and the sobriety, really, of Nityananda Prabhu, who was um, otherwise quite intoxicated with love of God and love of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in particular. Hmm? Caused him to act sometimes in unorthodox ways, but here Mahaprabhu pointing to Nityananda Prabhu, pointing him out to all of his associates so that he not be misunderstood. This is foundational to our um, spiritual practice. Nartam sings it like this: You get some standing on the ground of real spiritual life, the shelter of Nityananda Prabhu, or Guru principle is required. This is the foundation. And as I say, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu points to Chaitanya Prabhu, he in turn turns back and points to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu on this occasion, giving the garland for Vyas to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. Hmm? So they're revealing one another. Hmm? This way, Guru Purnim has significance for us as well. And, 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 and again, we turn also to the disappearance of Sanatana Goswami, which corresponds with this this day on our calendar. And he, of course, in many respects, is the first guru also of our lineage. We have a few first gurus in, in different senses. Um, we look at Sanatana Goswami in this way, in as much as the, while Ishwara Puri is the guru, the guru of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Madhavendra Puri, the, the guru of Ishwara Puri, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, pointed to Nityananda Prabhu, he had disciples, hmm? and his disciples were making, the Dwarasa Gopal, the Twelve Gopals were, Viri and were making disciples and so forth. But this all um, occurred prior to the formation of the Gaudiya Sampradaya, the lineage itself. Hmm? And that task was given to Sanatana Goswami. Hmm? In Banaras, um, Mahaprabhu, hmm, instructed Sanatan in four things. He gave him four orders. He told him to go to Vrindavan and excavate the places of Krishna's pastimes. Based on his spiritual feeling and vision, point to all, re-uncover, re, 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 really, the Dham. And, um, and, and um, with your spiritual vision, empowered by me, point to those places that correspond with Krishna's Leela, which he did in such a way that, um, as I've said before, the Gaudiya Sampradaya won the patronage of the royalty hmm, of the time. It's like winning the patronage of the, of the president or the prime minister of the, of the country today. I mean, uh, and of course, there were like feudal states or many different kingdoms, hmm, but one was not thought to be Come on in. One was not thought to be a king 
that uh, of, uh, of of much of much value, hmm? of much prestige, uh, if he did not have a temple for his Rani, for his queen in Vrindavan, if he had not spent from his treasury on uh, establishing a ghat, a bathing place uh, along the Jamuna or one of the kunds, hmm, that uh, where one of Krishna's pastimes was um, said by Sanatana Prabhu to have been performed, hmm, um, to that is to fund the physical um, establishment of something that would, like a flag, make a note. Hmm? Here is the place where Krishna stole the clothes of the gopis. Here is the place where Krishna killed Keshi, and so on and so forth. So, this uh, to, to have won the patronage of so many kings, um, you can see that, you can understand that he did this service very well. Hmm? Hmm? And today you can go and you can see the, those the, those types of um, temples and bathing gods and uh, markers, if you will. They said that wealth is not about having money, but it's about how you spend your money. So when you have more than you know what to do with, then the competition between wealthy people is who has the finest art, who has the finest clothing, jewelry, um, place in the country, and so on and so forth. So the pious Hindus, this was part of the competition. What have you done for Vrindavan? Hmm? How have you honored, really, the vision of Sanatana Goswami, hmm? who, among others, but who was the leader of them, was uh, uh, commissioned by Chaitanya Dev to, as I say, excavate the places of Krishna's pastimes, the Lilastalis. Hmm? We find that um, this was one of the works of the Goswamis headed by Sanatana Prabhu, and we see that this work was done later, uh, many years later, by Bhaktivinoda Thakur in Navadvip. This was a, very much a preoccupation of the Thakur, and because of him, we know the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And his Navadvip Dham Mahatmya is a beautiful uh, text in which he has. Um, pointed out, marked all the different islands, which the the the, the waters of the Ganges and, and that part in the in the Ganga Delta where it's emptying into the into the Bay of Bengal uh, changes the shape of the locale um, over over time. It used to be nine distinct islands. Now they're not distinct islands because of the moving of the course of the Ganges, and, it, and it were, they were not at the time of Bhaktivinoda Thakur either, but he, he, he demarked where, where it was on Padweep, Rudradweep, Kuladweep, and, and so forth, and so on. And, um, and through his writing, he established the different places of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes and created, through the movement of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, the enthusiasm for celebrating Gordham and Parikramas and celebrating these places, and so forth. Then, of course, the physical place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's birth, he personally went, Thakur Bhaktivedanta, to Calcutta, begged door to door for um, uh, funding to uh, build what, what he called the Adbhuta Mandir. Hmm? Bhaktivedanta predicted that, that there would be an Adbhuta. Adbhuta means wonderful. A wonderful Mandir, 
establishing their established there on the Ganga Delta that would proclaim the glories of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he he said that it had been, this was the place uh, of uh, Yudhbhuta Mandir and with the help of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, it was established. So um, he didn't get all the kings to come, but they weren't. Uh, uh, India had become a state, a nation state, at that time, and it was not based on. Um, different uh, monarchies and so on and so forth. But he very much, of course, uh, got the, the the patronage of Western world <laughs> through uh, the work of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur and his his followers who came there and have glorified the Dham and so forth. So just a, an aside that the work of Bhaktivinoda Thakur is one of the reasons he was called by a popular journalist, the seventh Goswami, hmm? Because of his work paralleling uh, the work of the Goswamis in this regard, of course, also in writing, and that was the, one of the other orders that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave, or services Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave to Sanatana Goswami to to compile the Bhakti Shastras. Hmm? Bhakti Shastras mean our Goswami Granthas, and of course, he didn't do it alone, but he did uh, write the first commentary, Gaudiya commentary on the Bhagavat, the Vaishnava Toshan, I believe, is the commentary on the tenth canto. And um, and he, uh, he, of course, wrote the Brihat Bhagavatamrita, which is the first book of our Sampradaya. He, he attributed, he, he, um, he describes it as an ancient text, of course, and he writes an extensive commentary on it, but everyone in Gaudiya Sampradaya attributes it to him. Sanatan's book, and that is verily a a commentary on essentially what Srimad Bhagavatam is about, the Brihat Bhagavatamrita, the great nectar, immortal nectar of the Bhagavat. And that is the first first book of Varsampradaya. So in a very prominent way, he, through this work and his Vaishnava Toshini commentary, fulfilled the... um, Order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, he also was very much involved in in, in the um, Hari Bhakti Vilas, which is another text that that is not uh, the same as um, the um, Bhakti Shastras in a sense, the philosophical and theological books. Sanatana Prabhu in his own writing was much, much more philosophical than uh, Rupa Goswami, who was much more theological and did not really much engage in his writings in philosophical discussions and uh, debate and argument, but you can find this very much in, in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, Dika of Sanatana Goswami. Um, and Sanatana wrote Krishna Lila Stava, which is basically just kind of a going through of the pastimes of Krishna in the, in, in the tenth canto um, in, in, in poetic form. In that book he offers his respect to the Bhagavatam itself, which he was the greatest scholar of um, in our community, and in, in our community has the greatest scholars on the Bhagavatam. It's our, our book, really. And uh, there he, he offers his respects to Bhagavatam as my guru, my best friend, my guide in life, very ecstasy um, that I live for, and so with a very profuse glorification of the Bhagavatam. It's a very beautiful statement of his, not to be uh, misunderstood. People today say, yes, just we, all we need is the book 
Bhagavatam. Though if, you're, if you are a person Bhagavatam, like Sanatana Goswami, then you can say, the book is my guru. We need, we need both, as Krishna, as Kaviraj Goswami has explained. The great benediction, Samonudo, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu, that brain becomes to us through two agencies, the book Bhagavatam and the person Bhagavatam. So in Sanatana we have the person Bhagavatam. Indeed, it was his addiction to the Bhagavatam and its recital and discussing it from different angles amongst pundits and so forth. You can imagine how he was relishing it in great depth. It was that that um, caused him uh, trouble in, you know, in, 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 uh, with regard to the secular aspect of his life, as it would appear, working as he was, employed as he was in the government of the Nawab Hussain Shah, the Muslims. And uh, because of his addiction to the Bhagavatam, he, he couldn't come to work. Hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> we have excuses for not coming to hear the Bhagavatam. <laughs> but he had excuses for not participating in ordinary life hmm. uh, because of his addiction to the Bhagavatam. They got him incarcerated, and uh, and of course he escaped there through his his wit and um, art of diplomacy, which is quite uh, extraordinary. He spoke many languages. He was very um, qualified person from a from a cultural and uh, kind of a uh, worldly sense of view, social point of view, how to deal with people and um, and, and so forth. That's why the uh, the uh, Nawab was so attracted to him and, and Rupa both. He wanted them in his government service. He, he witnessed once their ability to understand the nature of people, hmm? understand the mind of people. There's a story, I don't remember it in detail, of how the king was going to be, was um, asking questions and of... Was it the architect? Asking questions of his architect and Architect couldn't answer, hmm. and what did he? He was afraid the king would cut off his head. Hmm. I forget the details. Hmm. Um, if he didn't have the right answer, or something. So when he left, some anyway. Sanatan Rup met him. They could understand his mind, and so forth. They gave him the answer. He came back with the answer, something like this. And then the Wab heard it. He thought, "Where did you get this?" And so he went to meet them. Then. He said, you guys have to work in my government. <laughs> you have to be my guides and councils and so forth. So they did. I mean, they, 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 didn't, they weren't very political. They weren't political at all. They weren't preoccupied in, in, the, in the, the political landscape and affairs. Of course, politics were different than today. <laughs> politics were ruled by the sword and, and so forth. But um, an example of their... Um, Harmonizing nature with regard to secularism and um, and um, religious sects and the differences that may arise be, be, between them that cause conflict. Example of their harmonizing nature is the is the temple of uh, Radha Govinda that Rupa Goswami was the architect of the designer of. I, mean, I don't know if he was technically the architect, but it was under his auspices that it was built, and it's a blend of the Hindu and the Muslim architecture of the time. It's a way of, of saying um, that these differences are superficial. If we look at the heart of the traditions, 
we find that um, there is some difference there, but there's enough commonality hmm, to be civilized about it and work cooperatively. And so a non-sectarian type of um, sensibility about essential spiritual life we find very much in the Goswamis. But at any rate, that's Rupa Sanatam. Of course, that's another one of the orders that he did, but I'm speaking about his his fulfilling the order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to write the Bhakti Shastras. And we started to speak about Hari Bhakti Vilas, which is kind of a Bhakti Shastra, but it it also fulfills uh, the one of the other orders of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which was to Sanatana, which is to establish the standards of Vaishnava decorum, the etiquette behavior. And this is then the veritable constructing of the Sampradaya. As I said, we have gurus in our Sampradaya before the Sampradaya. Nityananda hmm? Prabhu, his associates, Ishwar Puri, Madhavendra Puri, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was there and so forth. But Sanatana formed the Sampradaya. So it has to have a shape, it has to have how you do this, how you chant on beads, how you wear a bead bag, where you put your index finger, these kind of things are all in, uh, in Hari Bhakti Vilas. Hmm? He compiled this by acquaintance, through acquaintance with the, in, the entire body of sacred text, as all the Bhakti Shastras, to go back to them for a moment, hmm? which I'm kind of differentiating a little bit, the book of etiquette and structure from a book of philosophy and theology, the Bhakti Shastras. They're also compiled in this way by drawing um, um, evidence from the larger body of sacred texts accepted by everybody, by all schools of Vedanta, hmm? and through that uh, establishing in texts that were kind of held together by these evidentiary pramana slokas from Vishnu Purana, from Gita, from this book, Bhagavad and that book. Books about bhakti. Hmm? Um, this very nice statement of Srinivasacharya um, of how they compiled the bhakti shastras. These are extraordinary uh, works that really follow in the spirit of the Bhagavad itself, which is the center which they draw from and and establish what the Bhagavad actually says through their Bhakti Shastra texts. But very much in the spirit of the Bhagavad itself, which was written under the um, order of Narada to Vyas, who had not, in Narada's opinion, sufficiently come right out and spoken as to the efficacy of bhakti. Hmm? Having written about jnana and karma and kind of beating around the bush, so to speak, um, um, had not come out and done a book exclusively about bhakti and the full face of bhakti for that. And that you find in Srimad Bhagavatam. And we know that because of the writings of the Goswamis who are really, really all explaining the Bhagavatam in so many ways through so many texts and corroborating that their, their explanation of the Bhagavatam from other texts and so forth. It's an enormous work, um, uh, what, 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 what they've done. The, the measure of their acquaintance with the entire body of sacred texts is, is super extraordinary and, and, and mind-boggling. Hmm? Um, 
And these books are the foundational books to the whole Sampradaya, the Sampradaya theologically, philosophically, and then in Hari Bhakti Vilas, the form of it, the shape of it, hmm? the details, how it practically, what we will wear, hmm? how we will, what will our the ornaments of the Vaishnavas be, the Kuntimala, the Tilak, and, and so on and so forth. And, um, and in that also book, he, uh, through establishing the Vaishnav Sadachar, the proper behavior of the Vaishnav, which is a very beautiful thing. Hmm? Very beautiful. We learn this. It's very beautiful, very attractive. Um, and Mahaprabhu speaks through the pen of Krishnadas of, of his attraction to the Vaishnav etiquette. Hmm? He likes that when you go like that and not like this. <laughs> when taking prasad, <laughs> seems to like that. Very cultured and fine, refined. So these things are there. I don't know if it goes in quite that detail about taking prasad, but uh, there are some details there about taking prasad. But um, there in the, in the context of establishing the Vaishnava Sudachar, Sudachar proper behavior, he also establishes the, the standards for deity worship, which is one of the order, orders that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave him. So fourfold were the orders to establish the places of Krishna's pastimes, to write the Bhakti Shastras, hmm? to establish the proper behavior of the Vaishnavas, and to establish the deity worship. So he wrote about the standards of deity worship, the mantras and so forth, for initiations which correspond to the mantra, which correspond with the deity, to do the deity worship and so on and so forth. And of course, he also established the first uh, temple of the Sampradaya, hmm? the Madan Mohanji temple, and the Archer Vigraha of Madan Mohan, which is said to have been previously worshipped by Advaita Acharya. But this was, of course, in the days that preceded the forming, if you will, of the whole lineage. That's why I have this evening described Sanatana here on Guru Purnim as another one of the original gurus of the Sampradaya. We can say Nityananda Prabhu is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Madhavinda Puri is, but that was all before the forming of the Sampradaya. Nityananda Prabhu is uh, establishing Gaudiya Sampradaya on the force of his enthusiasm hmm, by just worshipping Gore, hmm, as he did, as I say, on the Guru Purnim, hmm, who was teaching to worship Krishna. He said, no, we worship Gore. And this way, very boldly, that was before the Goswami's writings were all there and uh, pointing to what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was about, so on and so forth. So, so in terms of the actual formation of the lineage and so forth, Sanatana is, is the architect. Hmm? And amongst the Goswami's leader in Gore Lila, uh, Rupa Goswami repeatedly refers to him in his books and offers his, his pranam, his obeisance, to his guru, Sanatan. They were both also initiated and taught by Vidyavachaspati, who was a brother of, brother, I believe, of, 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 of Sarbhoma Bhattacharya, the great logician, later converted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, but substantially, he refers repeatedly at the beginning of his various texts uh, to, he defers to Sanatan Puru, his elder. Sanatan probably was four, four or so years older than him. They left home, both of them, um, shortly thereafter followed by their nephew, uh, Jiva Goswami. They, the two, and Anupam, their, the three brothers, Rup, Sanatan, Anupam, they, and, and Rup, Sanatan, uh, 
Anupam. They were named by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. These names they were given. Um, they left as young men, maybe about 30 years old. Sanatam is thought to have uh, lived amongst us until he was about 70. And 40 plus of those years were lived um, in, in the Braj Mandal, Vrindavan, Braj Mandal, moving throughout mm, the different forests, and, uh, circumambulating Gordon Hill. He established the Madan Mohan Temple mm, um, there in the deity of Madan Mohan. And this is the deity that one of the three principal deities of Vrindavan is Madan Mohan, Govinda Dev, and uh, Gopinath, these teen Thakur, hmm? three Thakurs of the Bodhis. Um, and they are thought to correspond with the Sambandha, Abhideya, and Prayojana. Hmm? And Sanatan, his writings, correspond with the Sambandha, hmm? Gyan, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism very much. And his deity, hmm, Manan Mohan, Manan Mohan, who, who can who, who, who can really calm Vijay, deity presiding over over calm, who turned Cupid into uh, made Cupid fall in love. <laughs> That's quite an accomplishment. So this was his deity. Of course, he was worshiping there very simply in Vrindavan. You know the story how he would he hung the deity from a tree hmm? um, and worshipped the deity. And uh, he, as far as the offering of foods, he had uh, some kind of unleavened bread, like flour mixed with some June Muna water, and then baked on a fire oven with no salt. Hmm? This was his offering, and this was his, his meal. Hmm? Today in Vrindavan, they still bake that same bread at that place and offer it to Manamohan. You can go there and you can, you can uh, take the prasad. So uh, that's just an example of how they lived austerely, although they were, for all intents and purposes, royalty as young men, hmm? 28, 29, 30 years old, and they had the world at their disposal if they wanted. I mean, Sanatana was running the kingdom when the Nawab Hussain saw was out traveling, hunting, and warring, and conquering, and so forth. Very, very powerful position. Hmm? Like a cabinet cabinet member of the uh, of the uh, 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 today's American political administration, so very very influential. And they gave They gave all this up, hmm? uh, adopted the loincloth just to follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was younger than them, hmm? <laughs> just a boy. Hmm? It sounds like you're not thinking about your future very well. <laughs> but um, uh, they lived uh, very much um, according to the, uh, the, the standards, uh, the, the measure of their conviction showed up in their lifestyles. Hmm? And they lived very simply. They gave up aristocracy and all. I mean, you're 30 years old and you're wealthy and you have, you know, you, you can, you're at the top of your game, so to speak, materially. Hmm? And uh, at that time, they renounced it all to follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and and that meant to follow his orders, hmm? which didn't mean to follow him around everywhere, which might have been their preference, but to 
go to Vrindavan and do these services and so forth. And of course they did. It's thought that 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 the um, that uh, Sanatana Goswami is is the other sometimes described as the other self of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Um, we can look at that in, in different ways. Um, as uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, he has stepped into the into the disposition of Radha and has effectively become Radha. His voice in the eighth stanza of Shikshastakam is said to be Radha's voice. So there he's successful in what he attempted to do. Krishna coming to experience the mood of Radha. Um, and her most close associates, her handmaidens, and so forth, are so much like her. It's mentioned by by, by Raghunath Das Goswami how in his Vilapakusamandrali how Krishna um, on occasion came as prodded by Radha to to um, engage in some mischief with, with, with one of her handmaidens, Rupa Manjari. But when he saw her, he thought, where, where, where's Rupa Manjari? I've come to find Rupa, where is she? Because he thought she was Radha. The likeness and qualities and so forth were, were so, um, the likeness was such. Uh, so, um, as they are, in a sense, an extension, other selves of of Radha, who fully experience everything that she experiences by way of attachment to her through 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 Radhadasyam, through service to her. Hmm? So it's one way to think of the statements that that describe Sanatana Prabhu as extension of the very body of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Bhakti Ratnakar describes him as the dearmost devotee of of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Of course in Gaudi Vaishnava there can be more than one dearmost. Hmm? That's a beautiful thing. Uh, um, but very dear indeed he was, and very um, um, expertly did he carry out the wishes of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that he was charged to um, to to carry out for the benefit of the whole Gaudiya community, to establish really a Gaudiya community. And as I say, living in Vrindavan, he lived in Vrindavan for some 40 years, traveling, established the deity of Madan Mohan, the deity's temple eventually was, was built, you know, the story of how Madan G spoke to him and said, could you at least get a little salt to that bread? And he said, now you want salt, next you want ghee, next you want vegetables, I'm a poor sadhu, you came to live with me, you have to live with me on my terms. This is an example of what Puja Pachita Maharaj was saying in the reading we did the other morning. The difference between Archan and Bhajan, and Archan is a little external, and it it, it, it it's important for us at a certain stage, but Nambhajan is, is the main um, practice of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. I often say that it's Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, and half of Archanam <laughs> are the main practices amongst Navalakshan Bhakti, the ninefold forms of Bhakti given by Narada in, uh, in Srimad Bhagavatam. We do it with the Rag orientation, uh, this kind of Engagement in Vaidhi with the Rag orientation is one of the uh, three um, principal ways of uh, engaging in, in Rag Bhakti that uh, Rupa Goswami has 
described in uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. So, um, amongst these nine forms of Bhakti, say there's a kind of three and a half. The other half is is the archam. Hmm? It sometimes it gets a, it's a little bit gets in the way of the internal uh, budget. We try to make it conform. Prabhupada tried to do that um, with all of the artiks that he had in the day, corresponding with different times of the day in Krishna Leela hmm? uh, and so forth. So, and there should be corresponding songs and and so on. This is the way to turn the archan into into bhajan. And the Goswamis, of course, they did archan. They established it for the benefit of others. Hmm? That, uh, in the budding stages of our of our rag bhakti, it would be very helpful. Hmm? But they did bhabaseva. Hmm? So they were worshipping the deity, but they weren't using as much, even the language that Sanatana himself gave in ritualistic procedures and, uh, uh, and so forth in Hari Bhakti Vilas to say, hey, you know, next you'll want ghee, next you'll want, you know, take it as I accept, accept it as I offer it. And, uh, and, uh, and to have the deity speak back to us, of course, this is, uh, um, um, of course, always possible, but here it speaks of the, the nature of his, uh, his deity worship and how it was on the level of, 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 of bhajan. Hmm? Bhajan means in lila, we don't say, oh Krishna, please come and eat this. Hmm? Hmm? We, we hear Malia Soda chastising, trying to make him eat more, and Radha's doing the cooking, so on and so forth. So uh, the ritualistic language is, is absent. The ritual is there, it's packed in there. Yeah, the ritualistic bhakti is there, Vaidhi bhakti, even Varnashram is there, all inside of Raga bhakti. If you look at the structure of the Leela, it's Varnashram. They're all Vaidhi bhaktas. They're all worshipping Narayan in Vrindavan. So they do that very nicely. Of course, as I say, they offer our to Narayan, but their mind is somewhere else on Krishna. Hmm? So, so anyway, extraordinary form of uh, deity worship he was involved in, and the deity spoke to him like this. And, and uh, as the story goes, that evening, a salt merchant was uh, sailing on the Jamuna, which is just down below. It's not the Goswami picked, picked a very beautiful place for his bhajan worship of Madan Mohan. And you could get an idea from that hmm, um, of how uh, an important principle we are taught to tolerate, to be tolerant. And we are also taught to find a favorable environment for our practice. So you have to put these two things together. Find a favorable environment for your practice and tolerate within that. Within, there'll be things to tolerate within the context of that. <laughs> but, but, but take the trouble, make the effort to find a conducive association, sangha, place, and so on and so forth. On all levels, in your own house, where you will chant, what times, and, who, and outside who you keep company, what places you will go to, and, and so on. And this, should, this is a discriminating type of devotee who wants to call their, his or her own advancement. Hmm? And then in the context of that, there will be things to tolerate. Hmm? So you just tolerate anything and tolerate a situation that's unfavorable for your practice and you think I should be tolerant. So anyway, I think of this always when I go, whenever I've gone to Sanatan Prabhu's place of Madan Mohan uh, temple there, 
beautiful place overlooking the, the, the Jumuna up on a hill and, and see for miles. Very, you can imagine what it was like 500 years ago. Hmm? Or Terakadamba of Rupa Goswami. These are very beautiful, peaceful hmm, places. And in the Dham also, which is auspicious. Now, of course, things are changing and, and it's, uh, it's uh, paved roads and, and uh, high rises and so on and so forth. It's very different. That's why we're also told that that that, that Vrindavan the Dham is not confined to a geographical area, and to think so is a Dham Aparad. So it is a consciousness, and of course we try to manifest it wherever we are. Is, is the idea? Mm-hmm. Rupa Goswami indeed um, explains that we should live in Vrindavan. It's a powerful form of Sadhana Bhakti, and that means in your mind, whether you're there or you're not there. You could live in Vrindavan and not be there in your mind. Mm-hmm. And not be there, because <laughs> where you are is, is, is where you are subjectively, really. <clears throat> or to not, if you can't physically live there, you should physically live there and live there in your mind, or you're not really there. Or if you can't physically live there, live there in your mind. Live in Krishna consciousness, it means, of course, with remembrance of Krishna's leelas and so on and so forth. So, at any rate, there was in a beautiful place, and down below at the Jamuna, that night a salt merchant came and got his, his, his um, boat, got stuck on a sandbar hmm, and it could not proceed and he had a whole uh, boatload of salt and uh, he probably had to get it somewhere to sell it in, in, within time before somebody else sold some or something like that. So in consideration of the market and of his goods, he was in, in difficulty. And a young boy appeared and helped him to navigate the ship in the night and and get freed from the... Uh, a sandbar, and so he thanked that boy, and was very charmed by him, and, and and asked what he could do for him. In return, he said, "I'm not. This is my my master. He lives up here on the hill. Hmm? We sell your salt and come in, and uh, he wants a temple for his deity, something like that." And come so uh, the man went and sold his salt, and he returned to Sanatan and built the temple for Madan Mohanji. Hmm? And uh, so that was the first, in a way, the temple of once the Sampradaya was formed. After some years, he left the service of Madan Gopal in the charge of one of his disciples and um, took to wandering the Braj Mandal hmm? and sharing himself, really, with all the devotees. Circumambulating Govardhan Hill was a regular practice of his, and paying obeisances to Vaishnavas wherever he saw them. All these things are described by, um, now it's third or fourth time I've cited Srinivasacharya's Goswami Astakam, very beautiful prayer glorifying the activities of the Goswamis, how they chanted down the Sankhipubakanamagana, paid obeisances. So he used to do that around Govardhan Hill. It's a long trek every day. He said that one day his deity appeared before him and said, you're too old to do that. He says, no, I'm not, get away. I'll never give up my vow like this. So Krishna stood on a rock of Govardhan Hill and melted it, and his footprint was left there, and he gave it to Sanat, and he said, just circumambulate this every day, and you won't be able, that way you won't violate your vow. Hmm? And at the same time, I won't have to be concerned about you performing such austerities at such an old age. And that stone with the footprint of Krishna is kept at the 
Radha-dhamma temple, you can go there and have the darshan of the footprint of Krishna. That's not an then began to circumambulate. This is how he spent his, his time. Hmm? He did travel to Puri on occasion, and that was very um, momentous and much to be learned from his visit to Jagannath Puri. There he, on the way, he had contacted some disease, probably from water in the Jarikanda forest, and it was caused uh, open sores to break out in his body. And He knew that when he had met Mahaprabhu with Benares, Mahaprabhu had so generously embraced him. Hmm? And so he feared that Mahaprabhu would embrace him again, but that his body was unfit to be embraced by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he thought of, he arrived just before the Ratha Yatra, and he thought of throwing himself under the Rath cart hmm? in a kind of a form of Vaishnava suicide. But Mahaprabhu came. Of course, he was staying with, with, with Haridas, hmm? the outcast, and he considered himself an outcast not born as an outcast, but because he had served for the Muslim government, Hindus thought him an outcast. And he was part of the innermost circle, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course. So there he was, Mahaprabhu came, as he did daily, to have the darshan of Haridas, to give his darshan to Haridas, who was not allowed in the temple of Jagannath Puri, by Hindu social and religious standards. Mahaprabhu couldn't disturb them entirely at the time, but he, he taught by his example the, the, the qualification of Haridas, hmm, was not allowed to go into the temple, but the temple deity in the form of Mahaprabhu went and saw him every day. Hmm. So we don't follow that into that idea anymore that you can't enter the temple. Some people in Jagannath Puri in control of the temple do. But um, that people born out of Hindu families can't enter and so forth. and wouldn't enter either. Hmm. In fact, he avoided the priests of the temple in coming to, at the request of Mahaprabhu to meet with him at some point, um, he avoided going the shortcut which would have taken him by the priests, which he thought he might contaminate hmm, by his lowliness. And he took the long course along the beach. It was very hot in Puri at that time in the summer, and his, and his feet broke out with welts from the, from the heat. He was oblivious to that in his, his serving spirit when he arrived. See Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu was amazed hmm, at his humility, hmm, how he felt himself so lowly. Hmm. Uh, it's an example of an extraordinary um, type of humility that, that humility is very interesting in Gaudiya Vaishnavism because at a certain point there is this humility, of course, is, is, is synonymous with Prem. Hmm. It's been, I've explained this, citing the Goswamis. Uh, Sanatana Goswami in particular in, in my commentary on Shikshastakam. But very humble he was, and, and, and there in Puri, as I say, when Mahaprabhu came to see him upon his arrival uh, in, with Haridas Thakur, he, he told, he read his mind, said, now you cannot take your body like this by throwing it under the Rathgard. I have many things I want to do through you, hmm? service to do. And then he instructed him about the importance of the Sadakadeha, hmm? the spiritual nature of the practitioner's body that is engaged, that it should be in relation to sense objects only for the service of Krishna. A very esoteric um, teaching. So he did go to Puri and uh, celebrated there. Um, but uh, for a long time he stayed, as I say, in Vrindavan, and that's where he left the world. Forty years wandering 
uh, later years, primarily wandering, early years, worshipping Madan Gopal, Madan Mohan, and going from village to village. And uh, it's very compelling to read in Mathura Mahatma, I believe. Mathura Mahatma? Um, perhaps. Um, somewhere. Um, maybe not Mathura Mahatma. I can't recall the book, but uh, the nature of his, maybe Bhaktivedanta, his, his wandering village to village. He was called Munda Baba, which means shaved-headed Baba. So he always kept his head shaved. And coming to the village, this is Sanatana Swami. He's everything that we've talked about here but to go to Vaishnavism. I mean, who, who could be a more glorious person? Erudite, scholarly, deeply, deeply spiritual, um, humble, and so forth. And he would give just ordinary advice to the villagers if they wanted. They could come to him and get settle a, a dispute amongst themselves, or he could give the highest philosophical insight and bless with, with one with praying. Hmm? Such was his, his he was he was a person who in, in Kipling's words was he could he could you know, walk among the, uh, uh, the upper circles and not lose touch with the common person. Hmm? Um, and so when he would enter into a village in the Braj, people would pour out to see him and children would run up and hold his hand like like uncle and call him Munda Baba's here, Munda Baba's here, something like that. Hmm? Uh, the way in which everyone naturally loved him as a person, as a human being, hmm? even if they weren't very interested in spiritual life and deeply uh, Godias and so forth. Hmm? Um, it's very compelling how his human humanity, his human example was, was, was such. So very, very dear to us. And when he passed from the world, it said the whole of the Braj Mandal shaved their heads hmm, in honor of Munda Baba, saying, "We follow him." Hmm? And Jiva Goswami writing about him and Rup, his younger brother, who glorifies Sanatana as his own guru. He said, "And they, my respects to Rup Sanatana, were famous." in Mathura Mandal, which means to be famous in Mathura, as devotees in Mathura Mandal, that's to be really famous, to be famous there as devotees. And as I'm explaining, this is the position of Sanatana Goswami. I could say for myself, he's always been a great hero for me in my life, and I'm very fortunate to have thought like this now that I think about it in, in retrospect, because, of course, long before I met Sridhar Maharaj and, and I was serving Prabhupada, I had a, a very strong attraction to the Goswamis, six Goswamis. They were like role models. And it, it, it's, it's uh, I mean, I had Prabhupada as my guru. He was a role model too. But I had this natural affinity for the Goswamis of Vrindavan. And as I reflect back on it, I see it my good fortune because it's, it's, a, it's something that is very important to us. We, 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 there, there are, we will become... Acquainted with the form, the qualities, and the leaders of Krishna, but form, guna, rupa, nam, guna, rupa, hmm? nam, rupa, guna, parikar, lila. Hmm? Sometimes the parikar one's left out. Parikar means the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Real attachment for them. Hmm? Hmm? This precedes really entering into the lila because they make the lila. They are the Leela. Krishna is dancing according to, the, to, to their heart. Their heart is the music. 
in relation to which, uh, under the influence of which Krishna is dancing. Hmm? Without the parikar, without the associates of Krishna, without the associates of Mahaprabhu, there is no leela. Hmm? Hmm? As I say often, their heart, their love, corresponds with the object of their love. The two go together. So this kind of affinity for the associates of Mahaprabhu, and the Goswamis in particular, would be the associates which would be most dear to us for two reasons. Because there are many associates of Mahaprabhu, of course, but the Goswamis, they taught sadhana by their example. We don't find that in Pundarik Vidyanidhi, for example, Ramananda Roy, <laughs> they're very extraordinary uh, persons, um, uh, but they did not teach by their example. The East Goswami were commissioned by Mahaprabhu to teach in this way. The example of sadhana, bhakti, hmm? how to live in a sadhaka deha, such that a siddha will manifest. In the context of the siddha as I've already explained, how dear they were hmm? to Radha and Krishna as the handmaidens of Radha. Hmm? So, of all the associates of Mahaprabhu, these should s- stick out. I was very fortunate to have that from the very beginning of my acquaintance with their teaching and so forth, and to sing the Sadhguru Astakam, Ashinivasa Charja, as I used to in my youth again and again. Um, and, and as I say, these are the, these are the founding Acharyas of Gaudi Vaishnavas, and their texts, that's the bottom line. Uh, that's what we have been taught by our own gurus, that whatever we, we teach should uh, correspond with that. This is, this is the kind of the standard of, of knowledge that um, is our, our bottom line. Hmm? So there may be many books after that, but uh, the Siddhanta will be determined by conforming, conforming to the, the Siddhanta. <laughs> That's what's given by them. Hmm? So they are the foundational acharyas. They, they, they're the, the basis of the whole Sampradaya and the monks of Sanatana as a leader. So to have some natural affinity for them, um, as I say, I feel very, I was just saying that about my life, a small note, feel very, very, very blessed. And it's come to, uh, in recent times, to obviously be um, an important point that some people miss, um, to say that, for example, some of my my, my godmothers and god sisters at one point took kind of almost um, exception to the idea of Vaishnavism being Rupanuga Vaishnavism, following Rupa Goswami, hmm? um, as it's sometimes called. Uh, of course, I said Rupa follows Sanatana, but that's in Gaurila. In Krishna Lila, Sanatana follows Rupa. Hmm? So the position reverses. Uh, Krishna Lila is thought to be the ideal, Gaurila is the way, of course. It's also the ideal at the same time. But in that way, we are followers of Rupa. Who gave Bhakti Rasamrita to Sindhu? The Abhideya Tattva, the way to practice, and so forth, and Ujjbal Nilmani, among other books, but those are the main books of this Abhideya Tattva, speaking about the path, um, teaching about the path. But but they took exception to the idea, there's a comeback, like, we are Prabhupada Nugas. We, we, we you don't want to follow Prabhupada. So, but I was very fortunate in my youth to understand that following Prabhupada meant following the Goswamis and, and all this. We have a lineage. There's a connection. There's a, there's a whole. When you, we get in touch with our guru, when we really have one guru, we have many gurus. We have the guru parampara. Hmm? 
Sanatana Goswami is our guru also. Hmm? Rupa Goswami is our guru. Vishnu Chakravitaka is our guru. Narutam Thakur is, is also our guru. Hmm? Prabhupada, Chita, Maharaj, and myself, and your guru and so forth. So it's a, there's a plurality of gurus that we enter into, that their teachings are there to be studied, they're not to be like left out and they're gone, they're finished, and they're more useful because now we have new teaching. New teachings are there and they're important, they make it contemporary in our times and so forth, but again, they, they are just, they are in a sense shedding light on the foundational teachings and so forth. So, to, and in any way kind of separate out our guru from these founding acharyas is 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 very telling. It's 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 a very um, unfortunate kind of way of that some may fall into thinking about the uh, about the lineage that that um, that that as I say, without attachment to the putty cars. Hmm? This is the way. This will come before hmm, any of the savor. This has to come first. Hmm? In, the, in the songs of Bhakti Vinod, you hear the glory or Shridhar Maharaj. the glorification of all the associates and so forth. This is this is the way. So some affinity for that to separate our Guru out only from all of them, all all of the past. Forget them now. This is the new wave, and uh, some truth to that. And you know, we have to come focus in the here and now and so forth, but in a, in a holistic way. We've, we are part of a sampradaya and a glorious lineage, and all these persons hmm, are in your lives to be met, to be to take advantage of, to be blessed by, and so on and so forth. So, so we're fortunate to have, have the opportunity to speak about Sanatana Goswami, as we have briefly, and Guru Purnim, its significance, how, as I began, it... It spreads all the way across the hall of the religious traditions of India. Maybe not all of them, but I cited Buddhism, the yoga tradition, the forms of Vedanta, and so forth. The Guru Purnim, how it corresponds with the disappearance of Sanatana Goswami and with the appearance of Nityananda Prabhu and Gaurila, hmm? and, uh, and, and, and the Vyasa Puja, and so on and so forth. So, Sanatana Goswami Prabhu Ki Jai, Guru Purnim Ki Jai.